Isaiah chapter 65. Isaiah chapter number 65. As you're getting there, let me just pray once again. Lord, thank you so much for the chance for us to open your word together. We believe that it's a holy book. It's not just a a history book, but it's a holy book. It's uh, one that you have preserved through generation and generation and generation for thousands of years. And it's one that you have, you speak. You, You spoke it and you are speaking to us through it. So Holy Spirit, we ask that you'd come. Please come, Holy Spirit. Break in this morning. Break in and have your way. If you want me to just sit down and you work, go for it. I'm, I'm, I'm game, Lord. If, you, um, if any way that you can use me to speak your word out and to uh, change our lives, to give us a new perspective or to, to do something with us, this is your time. So Holy Spirit, we just I just give this over to you and ask that you would have your way more than anything else. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I was, um, I was thinking this morning, we've been talking about revival uh, for a good number of weeks now. And um, I was thinking this morning of, you know, of a, um, you know, the, the farmers who went from the East Coast out to the West Coast. And, you know, you look in the, uh, in the soil here, and it's, it's very rocky. We, we, we had a little garden at the, our previous house, and we actually to- you know, tilled up the soil with a pitchfork, and my pitchfork is permanently bent because of it. <laughs> Some of you all know, right? Um, and it's, there's rocks, and they, they multiply. <laughs> I don't know how rocks breed, but they do. And... Um, but I can, I can imagine the uh, settlers going out and, and coming to Oklahoma. And I promise you they must have come to Oklahoma in May and looked over the fields and you can see as far as you can see and they saw the green grass waving and, and uh, the trees, you know, they're like, hey, you have to clear trees. You know, they're only about this big, okay? And, I, and they went, we found heaven! <laughs> It had to have been in May because then they got to August when they hadn't squeezed a drop of rain out for two months and have had, you know, 20 plus days over 100 degrees and thought, it's not heaven, it's someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're, when you're out, you know, Oklahoma and, and West Texas, especially in the summertime, you, do, you, you look out and it's, it's brown because of the heat, because of the drought, because of all the different factors. But you can, you can see for miles oftentimes, but you'll find little clusters. You know, it might be a little round cluster of, of green, green trees, or maybe a little bit of green grass. Or you might see a little spot where it looks like God took his finger and kind of went like this. You have green, and you'll have some trees right there where nothing else is, you don't have trees anyplace else, but just right along that, and it's green, or maybe some green grass and green bushes around there. And you know that there's water. You know there's water. You know that there may be a small cluster. Oh, there's a pond over there. This is something I've seen uh, in Oklahoma and in West Texas. There's a pond. You know it because there's, there's a cluster of green trees. There's no trees anyplace else. But there's right there. There's water. And you know, last week I talked about how we are the water of life to a hurting and dying and dark world. 
And a lot, a lot of times I think the world that we are in looks like West Texas or Oklahoma in the middle of the summer. It's dry, it's brown, it's in many ways desert. But think about if you were to put a pond, let's say 10 ponds inside of 10, 15 acres, what would it look like? All of a sudden you've got green popping up everywhere. If we are the water of life, right? If the Lord is sending his water of life through us, what does that do to where we are? All of a sudden, things start to grow again, right? If you, if you read my email this morning, I, I made, a, made a statement. I said, I'm a, a firm believer in believing for what God is believing for. I'm a firm believer in believing, in believing for what God is believing for. And what I want to do in the next uh, few weeks, we've been talking about revival. And revival is a lot renewal, right? God is, is bring, breathing life into us, because sometimes we are dry, okay, right? He's breathing life into uh, areas of deadness that maybe they've never had life before. And I want us to, to in the next few weeks, couple, three weeks, start to get a vision for how, what is God believing for? What is God seeing for revival in us, right? But not just us, but the world around us. Because if we are not believing for those things, if we don't have, some of it is, is vision-oriented, right? If we don't have a vision for those things that God has a vision for, we're going to miss it. We're not going to get in line with his vision. You know, I think that um, we, we must start believing for what God is believing for. So let's turn to Isaiah 65, and we're going, um, this is one of those um, things, what, what I'm trying, you know, sometimes passages lend a lot to um, hopefully uh, change our behavior, all right, let's look and see what's in us that we can change. This is more of a, let me, let's help change our thoughts and let's help change our, our vision and our focus and let's see what, how we can change the way we're thinking about everything. So let's, let's look at Isaiah 65 together. All right, verse, starting verse 17. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth and the former things will not be remembered or come to mind. All right, pause. When is this? Everybody's quiet. All right, let's read a little bit further. But be glad and rejoice, verse 18. Be glad, be glad and rejoice forever in what I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem for rejoicing. And her people for gladness. I will also rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. And there will no longer be heard in her a voice of weeping and the sound of crying. No longer will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days. Or an old man who does not live out his days. For the youth will die at the age of 100. And the one who does not reach the age of 100 will be thought accursed. Okay, pause again. If you said... This is heaven, 
how many, how many babies are being born in heaven? How many people are dying in heaven? Let me just uh, let me explain just a little bit here. Okay, um, you know when when the apostle John in, in the book of Revelation picks this concept up and he said in Revelation twenty one that there's a new heaven and new earth. The new there, the word he uses for new, it can really be translate, translated renewed. It's it's not something of a different kind. It's actually taking of of the same thing and, and having it changed, renewed. Okay, so. This is not, this is what God is seeing about us. Hopefully you'll see that by the time we get it. This is what God is saying about us now. Let me, let me keep reading here. They will build houses and inhabit them. They will also plant vineyards and eat their fruit. This is verse 22. They will not build in another inhabit. They will not plant in another eat. For as the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people. And my chosen ones will wear out the work of their hands. That's an awesome thought. They will not labor in vain or, hear chil- or bear children for calamity. For they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And, will, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. So what is, what is God saying here? Because I'm going to unpack this a little bit. But if this is for us, and I believe it is, I don't believe that we need to put this off because if this is talking about a, a new heaven and a new earth where the, all, everything has been changed and we're in heaven, we're, there's, no, there's not going to be any dying. This can't be talking about dying if, you're, if we're already in heaven. We're not going to wear out the work of our hands in heaven, right? I mean, is, is there going to be that kind of labor? Are we going to have kids? Are we going to have to get our kids to grow up? You know, are they going to be blessed? I mean, as, no, this is, this is talking about us. There's this talking about when heaven has invaded the earth. Because Jesus invaded the earth. I'm, I was going to go here at the end, but I'm going to go, let me because I want you all to see this. Um, most of you all have this memorized. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Who, who has that memorized? Yeah? It's that one. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new... New what? Creation. Creation. I like that. See, mine, uh, most of the time, my, I, I love my New American Standard. It, it, it's a lot better translation to say creation there. If anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Right? We have, we have become the new creation of God. Now, if we are the new creation of God, what does that mean? What is God believing for us? So, number one, um, 
he, he believes it, it's a vision for a renewed life. Vision for a renewed life. Again, let me, um, let me read this, this part here. Um, verse 20. No longer will there be in it an infant who lives but a few days or an old man who does not live out his days. For the youth will die at the age of 100. And the one who does not reach the age of 100 will be thought accursed. Wow. Um, for the li- this is verse 22. For the, as the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people. Right? The youth will die at the age of 100. If you don't reach the age of 100, you'll be thought accursed. You know, we, we tend to get into a worldly mindset, you know, of... Uh, you know, when we, we start to get, you know, into the, the age of retirement, you're like, well, I'm going to slow down. But God is saying, you're, gonna, you're young until you reach 100 years old. <laughs> Come on. You're young until you reach 100. But we, so we have to get that mindset. We have to renew our mind, Right? And we renew it by the word. And this is what, this is what God is believing for. Is that I, because we are a new creation in Christ, because we, we have totally been changed, we, we, are, we are new and not just our spirit, but God is renewing our bodies. Come on, think about it. God's renewing our bodies so that, that we can live to a longer time. And by the way, the the um, uh, the age people are living is longer. It continues to grow. It, it dropped a little bit in the last couple of years, but it continues to grow. And part of that's medical advance. I believe part of it worldwide is because the gospel keeps going. The gospel keeps going forth. More there are more Christians now than there ever have been. There are, there are more people coming coming to Jesus all the time. There are more nations that are that are turning to be, being Christian nations. There are more churches. There there are there even though there are some wars, there are fewer wars, right? The 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 people the age of death is keeps going up and up, and a lot of that I believe is because there's more there's the church is growing, God's spirit's moving. And we're starting to get to this point. But we have to see it. We have to believe it with our hearts. It says, you know, the age of the tree will, will you know, my, my people will be, um, I'm sorry, I can't quote that. For the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people. Which, by the way, we saw the, the tree last week, didn't we? The tree of life, right? I, um, I remember seeing a story. I had to look it back up to, to double check. But um, there was a, uh, he was actually a research student um, and he was researching the lifetime of trees and he was trying to uh, compare and kind of prove between trees out here in you know, the Appalachian Mountains versus trees on the West Coast. And uh, they were, they were, people were saying that there's, the trees out here were, were about the same age or whatever. So he's out in Nevada, California line and there's a, a, there was this tree, and he couldn't. He there was a, um, a kind of a plug thing. You go in and, and and bore and get the find out the life of the tree. He couldn't get with this this one. By the way, this tree ends up 
being called Prometheus. Um, so he got permission from the uh, wildlife department. Can I, you know, just, can I just cut the tree down and we'll see? So he cuts the tree down. And as he starts looking, he starts counting all the rings. And it's like, okay, well, there's the founding of the country. There's Columbus. There's 1000 AD. Oh, there's Jesus. <laughs> there's 5,000 plus year old tree. The oldest living thing known. He, um, I, he, he kind of faded into nothingness after that. <laughs> The lifetime of a tree will be my people. I'm not saying we're going to be living for 5,000 years, but let's get the idea in our hearts that God wants us to be productive and live a long and prosperous and healthy life. We don't have to get to 75 or 80 and say, well, I'm, I'm done, that's it. No, you'll, age 100, you're still young. Right, let's get that in our hearts that we're going to we're going to go and we're going to push and God's going to give us life and strength and health and vitality. That's his vision for revival and renewal even in our bodies. Isn't that cool? Not only a, a, a renewed life and health, but a renewed livelihood. A renewed livelihood. Um Verse 21, they will build houses and inhabit them. They will plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They will not build and another inhabit. They will not plant and another eat. For as the lifetime of a tree, so will be the days of my people. And my chosen ones will wear out the work of their hands. They will not labor in vain or bear children for calamity. For they are the offspring of those blessed by the Lord and their descendants with them. A renewed livelihood. The works of our hands will be blessed. This is actually, um, flip over, if you will, to Deuteronomy. This is uh, coming straight from the blessings uh, of Deuteronomy. Um, when, uh, when God, this is the, Deuteronomy is, is the second law, um, the, sec, the second time that you know, Moses is going through and recounting again to the people. And they're supposed to, when they go into the promised land, they're supposed to... Um, then recount the blessings and the curses of the covenant. So, uh, starting in verse 1 at uh, chapter 28, it says, Now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today. The Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. All these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord your God. I love that. They'll, they'll overtake you. They're going to wrestle you down, right? You'll be blessed so much, it's going to overtake you. Um, blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground, the offspring of, of your uh, beast, the increase of your herd and, and the young of your flock. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord shall cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. 
The Lord will command a blessing upon you in your barns and all that you put your hands to. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God gives you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself as he swore to you if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. Uh, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. In the offspring of your body, in the offspring of your beasts, the produce of your ground, in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. And, and he goes on from there. Um, but a renewed livelihood. Whatever you put your hands to will be blessed. When you go to work, your work will prosper. Your family will prosper. You won't have people coming in to, to it, in those days. It was, you know, there was, there was fear that some other nation or group would come and, and would inhabit them, right? They would, they would come in and, and steal their, their farms or their, their produce. They would come and they would um, force them to pay tribute or they would just come and wipe them out, right? No, you're going to live in your own homes. You'll be safe and secure. What you put your hands to will be blessed. It was, a lot of it was a farming community type um, so either uh, livestock or, or produce of some sort. Um, so it's, I'm going to give you rain for your produce. I'm going to make sure your livestock are, you know, they, they don't miscarry. You, your hands are going to be blessed. What does that mean for us? God, God's believing for a renewed and revived sense for us, for the works of our hands to be blessed, no matter what job you're in. Or maybe you're retired. That's okay. You know, whatever you put your hands to will be blessed. If you're if you're volunteering with something, if you you know you've got you've got vision. You, you're you're taking care of your family. You're taking care of your extended family. The works of your hands will be blessed. You're not just going to go to work and and it come into failure. You're going to work, and the works of your hands will be blessed. Remember we saw a few weeks ago, I, I had the video on Almalanga, Guatemala. The works of their hands were blessed. The Holy Spirit came. What happened? They got more produce. They got you know, more growing seasons. Their produce was bigger. They, they, got, they got a lot more. Why? Because God gave them, a, gave them the wisdom and blessed the work of their hands. When revival comes, this is what God is believing for, a renewed and revived people that all the works of their hands are blessed whether that's you know I, I, I'm up here blessing you all but a lot of you, you you're going to work you're, you, um, you have things to do whether that's working in town government or, or I know uh, teachers or those who um, you know um, all kinds of different or you know, service work in town. You know, or maybe it's being a part of not just the town government, different organizations in town. Your work is going to be blessed. And what I believe, a couple of things there. Number one, people are going to see what's happening with you and they're going to say, what's different about you? I want what you've got. What's different about you? I want what you have. Because God has renewed your life and he, you, things work for us. 
That's God's vision for more. Not more so that we can spend it on ourselves. Okay? But more because we are God's kids. And we get, we, get to, we get to enjoy more, we get to give more. It's a renewed livelihood. I, I love this. Um, verse 24. It will also come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Before they call, I will answer, and while they're still speaking, I'll hear. I, I was reading this earlier in the week, and all this other stuff is, is nice, but this is what got me. I went, Lord, we need some of that. Where is that? That while, I mean, before we even call, he knows what it is. I'm going to answer you even before you ask. And when you ask, I'm going to hear. But... This is actually, uh, John picks this up in his uh, letter, first letter, First John chapter 5. If you want to go there, you can. Um, I'll read it to you real quickly. And this is First John 5, 13 and 14. It says, These things I have written to you, who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. This is the confidence which we have before Him, that if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests which we have asked from Him. Isn't that great? God hears. And if He hears, He answers. I was really meditating on this earlier and said, Lord, you know, we need this. We need this so bad. I'm like, Lord, if it sometimes, let's, let's be honest. I, you know, there's a lot of times I feel like, Lord, I, and I've, I've asked him this, Lord, are you listening? Anybody ever done that to the Lord? Thank you. Lord, are you really there? Your words say, where, where are you? Lord, how, I, I ask, how do we, why is this not happening? And honestly, part of it is we're in a fallen world. Okay, honestly, part of it, there's a lot of different factors that can go into that. We're in a fallen world. Oftentimes we're fallen. But I believe a lot of it is, what, what the Lord kind of showed me is He... Um, if you don't believe this is for us, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. If we don't believe this is actually a promise for us, if we push this off to some other time, some other place, then we won't believe for it. We won't, we won't actually believe that the Lord will, will do this. And I tell you, I... I had to repent. I said, Lord, you're right. I, I haven't believed. I haven't believed enough. Your word says this, and, and there's so many times that, that 
I see the promises in the word and I don't really I don't believe enough that they really are going to come to pass. Do I believe that every time I pray in the name of Jesus that the Lord hears, if it's according to his will that he hears and he's going to give me my request? I want to believe it. But I'm going to be honest, a lot of times I really don't. That's why I pray over and over and over for the same things because I don't believe the first time worked. I'm just being honest. I have a feeling a lot of us are in the same boat. So we need to grasp this. We need to hold on to it. If you, if you need to repent and say, look, Lord, I've not believed your word. I'm supposed to believe your word and know that your word is true. Right? I believe sometimes the longest journey, you know, is from here to here. Right? I, I know up here his word is true. Absolutely. Beyond a shadow of a doubt. It's true. It's, but when it gets to right here, sometimes I really have a hard time with it. But part of it, and hopefully today, I, I want us to change our minds. I want us to change our thinking. And hopefully it'll get down to here too. Let's see what and believe what God is believing for. If God says this, then we can believe it and we can take it to the bank. He's going to hear us and he's going to answer before we even know what to ask. In first John, John picks it up. And he, he's like, you know, with, with John, he's kind of like, that's it. You know, it's not only it's a stamp of approval, but he's like, done, signed, sealed, delivered. You ask and it will be done. A renewed prayer life. What God is believing for. A renewed people. So we have a renewed renewed life and health, renewed livelihood, a renewed prayer life, renewed creation. Verse 25, The wolf and the lamb will graze together, and the lion will eat straw like the ox, and dust will be the serpent's food. They will do no evil or harm in all my holy mountains, says the Lord. You know, the, um, the Lord's given the earth to us. He's given the earth to us. And I, I believe as Christians fill the earth, as we fill it, the whole, the actual earth itself will change. We'll get more produce. Not, this is not just the work of our hands, but we will, we will see the curse lifted from the earth. All right, let me show it to you. Romans, go to Romans 8. Go to Romans, I, this is probably where we're going next week, but I want you all to see this. Ready? Verse, verse 18. 
Romans 8.18 For I consider that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed to us. For the anxious longing of the creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Who, who in here is a, children, a child of God? Why, does, why is the creation longing for it? That the creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption and to the freedom of the glory of the children of God. The creation is longing for us to actually take our place. The creation itself wants us to be renewed so the creation will be renewed too. Isn't that an awesome concept? The earth will change. It will go back towards the garden if we will take our place and believe and operate as a renewed people of God. What an awesome concept. You know, we... Um, you know, envi- environmentalists, they, they, in, over the years, they've done a lot of good. They've done some bad, too, you know. But Christians can be the greatest environmentalists of all. Not because we enact politically, but because we take our place in the authority and blessing that God has for us. And the earth will be lit, the curse will be lifted the curse on the ground will be lifted because we take our stand. For you, I, I'm, I'm thinking of, of Lynn and the Staveners and, you know, like, because you, you all are, you, you know the, the soil. You know, this is like, well, think about the soil not having a curse on it. No weeds. <laughs> <laughs> no weeds, amen. <laughs> right? Think about childbirth not having a curse on it. And all the women said, Amen. <laughs> right? Come on. Can, can we say, Yeah, because this, God's word's true. Amen? So, the next few weeks, what I want us to do, I want us to really get into our hearts, get into our minds, get into our vision. What is God believing for? When, when He renews us, He's not just renewing us so that we can get to heaven. Come on. All right, look. If God, if you just got saved so you could go to heaven when you died, God could have you, have you put, hit the rapture button as soon as you said yes. Right? Oh, He's good. Boop, beam me up. Right? Hello? No! He put us here so that we can renew the life here. We have a purpose. And it's to have a renewed body to be able to people look and say, there's something different about David. There's something different about that pastor Kevin walking around. He, there's something different. A renewed sense of purpose. A renewed The works of our hands are blessed. Everything. Let's face it. When, when, when people are looking for contractors, they don't call Christians. It's true. Why? Because Christians have not believed this and they've done a lousy job. 
But we need to start looking, going, you know what? We're going to operate into the glory of God, and God's going to give us the, make the works of our hands be blessed. Right? Christians should be blessed beyond people. Man, I want those Christians to come work for me. Renewed life, renewed purpose, renewed prayer life. That you know, God's answering our hearing and answering our prayers even before we have a chance to ask and believing that we actually we can cause a change even on the earth around us. We can cause peace. We can cause peace among nations. We can cause the whole ground and everything around us to shift and to change because we take our place with who God has made us to be. This is God's vision for us to have a renewed life and to renew the earth. And his revival comes. And I believe it's coming. I believe it's breaking in. I really do. I'm feeling more and more just this uplift you know, the Holy Spirit is just like, just hovering. And let's just, let's just continue to pray and ask Him to come and break in without measure. And uh, let's, let's see all of this happen. The part of it, let's believe it. Let's see what it is. Let's believe it in our hearts. Let's ask for it. And let's see God do it. Amen. Let me... Um, I'm going to pray. As I do, here's, you know, like I said, with, with me, I had, to, I had to look at some of this and say, Lord, I, I don't believe this enough. I, I'm not believing your word enough. I'm not, I, I, I don't have the faith for this. And I had to repent. I said, Lord, forgive me. I've, I've not believed this. You know, that might be you. If it's not, great. Praise God. Pray for me. Right? But if it is, as I pray, would you just, would you do that with the Lord? Just do, do business with the Lord. If you need to say, Lord, I've, I've blown it. I, I've, I don't believe your word enough. Or if, if you know, as I've, as I've been sharing these things, if you you know, Lord, if, if you see, I need, I need a renewed vision in my life. I need to start believing these things for me. I need to believe that, boy, I'm, I'm you know, I, I haven't been believing that I'm going to be young until I'm 100. I haven't been believing these. But if you, if you need to renew that vision with the Lord, as I, as I pray, if, maybe, maybe you need to repent. Maybe you say, Lord, I've been believing bad things about me. I've been believing bad things about my work. I've, been, I've, I've actually said things that have, like, you know, I, whatever I do, I gets messed up. Okay? If maybe those are the things you needed to deal with with the Lord while I pray, okay? So I'm just going to leave that up to you. I'm going to ask that the Lord will help you in that. And then if you need a specific prayer afterward, come and see me, okay? I'd, I'd love to pray for anybody who needs it. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for your word. And Lord, I'm going to reiterate your word is true. It's holy. It's true. It is It is beyond a doubt Lord I often don't believe it enough I want to 
Lord, for me, Lord, I pray that you'll forgive me where I have not believed enough. I've not believed that some of these things are even possible. Lord, I pray that you'll do the same with everyone here. For those who need that, Lord, pray that you'll forgive us and give us a renewed vision, a renewed sense of faith and belief and confidence. Lord, for those who have not seen their lives, their work, their prayer life, their uh, the, the vision for even the creation itself, Lord, forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for not believing for what you believe for. And Lord, please put that in our hearts. Not just in our heads, but in our hearts that we believe these things are not only possible, but that you'll make sure they come about. And Lord, I humbly ask that you would use us to the most that you can use us. Holy Spirit, come and break in. Don't just hover but break through. Let us get a huge baptism dose of the river of God to flow all over us, to fill us up, to spill over, to be so full that everyone we come in contact with gets wet. Lord, that's something only you can do. We can just ask and believe. We're asking that you will. Hear our prayer. In Jesus' name. Amen.